We started exploring in the first part of this letter how the world has two dimensions, the limited dimension, the structure dimension, and the unlimited. Now, the mitzvahs, the Torah, was given to us in a very limited form. Otherwise, it would be uncontainable. In his words of the Tanya, because the commandments were given to us by being vested in the attribute of gvura, which is structure, and by the contraction of Hashem's radiance, therefore, most commandments have a delimited measure. <clears throat> For instance, the length of the tzitzis must be 12 times the width of a thumb. That is a specific measure. The tefillin, two finger breaths by two finger breaths, according to the opinion of the Goanim, and necessarily square. There's a very specific definition of how a tefillin should look. The lulav, four hand breaths. The sukkah, seven hand breaths. The shofar, one hand breath. And the mikvah, a specific amount that makes a kosher, 40 sa'ah as a minimum, which is a halachic uh, measurement. The sacrifices also have measures regarding age, sheep, one-year-old, rams, two-year-old, oxen, etc. And the same applies to the act of charity and the practice of kindness with one's money. Even though that is one of the pillars upon which the world stands, as it is written, the world is built by chesed, nevertheless it has a set measure of preferably one-fifth of somebody's income, if the, that's the maximum. The minimum is 10%. The maximum is 20%, and one-tenth for an average measure. In other words, optimally one-fifth, not optimally at least one-tenth. This is what's called the chesed of the world. And this mitzvah is from a limited perspective. Now, he's, he, he explains what it means that this is the chesed of the world. He says the supernal degree of chesed that's drawn down to this world through the manner of measured charity is called chesed olam, chesed of the world. And this is by charity and kindness that we do with each other. However, because the world is finite and measured, Therefore, you get, and you do things in a, in a measured manner, therefore you get a revelation in a measured manner. And because it's measured, therefore, halachically, you only have to do a certain amount, 10 to 20%. But as we'll continue exploring tomorrow, if you go beyond measure, if you're doing it for a different purpose, then you give in a, in a transcendent way. Till now, we explored the role of limitation within a limited world, and limitation within tzedakah, 10%, 20%. He says, however, this limitation on charity applies only when the system is working, when somebody's balance is, is, is held, when someone observes the Torah does not depart right or left, even as much as a hairbreadth, but to someone who strayed from the path heaven for fend, inasmuch as this person distorted their course, and thus diminished the supreme holiness because a Jewish person elicits sanctity from the supreme holiness from performing mitzvahs. As we say in the bracha before we do a mitzvah, asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav, who has sanctified us, meaning performing mitzvahs elicits a downflow of sanctity. 
But this individual diminished its value in regarding to the flux he could have elicited from Hashem's divinity and radiance from Hashem's infinite light had, had he observed the Torah and fulfilled his mitzvahs. Such distortion cannot be rectified except by an efflux of the supreme light. In other words, you have to give an incredible push to get the level of chesedi law, superior kindness. Because it radiates and diffuses infinitely, without limit and without measure. And Rabbi Steinsaltz gives an interesting example. He says, let's say somebody grew up in a functional home, a balanced home. Then a smile, a cute hug is enough for the kid. But if you grew up in terrible dysfunction, then you need to overcompensate a lot more. In other words, when life is balanced, when a car is balanced, you put in petrol, you put in the water, it's good. The moment the car starts acting out, then you have to start investing big money. In other words, when the balance is there, then the maintenance is minimum. 10%, 20% of tzedakah. But when the balance within the life is not there, then it's a whole new level. You have to overcompensate. And that is giving incredible amount of tzedakah in this context. In other words, going beyond limits. If you go unlimited, then you're able to evoke God's unlimited light. And that's why it says the place where a Balchuva stands and the place where a, pen a penitent stands, even the perfectly righteous cannot stand because you're evoking a much higher level. The tzaddik is a living from a stable life, so he's living a limited existence. And therefore, he's bringing down the divine light from a place of limit. But the Balchuva, the person who made mistakes and is now repenting, they are evoking within themselves unlimited. They're giving tzedakah in an unlimited fashion. They're learning in an unlimited fashion. They're not living a structured existence, at least not at the beginning. And that evokes a beyond structure light from Hashem.